Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of On Your Choices, On Your Life. And today I want to talk to you. I mean, we talk all things about stories and vulnerability and all the moving pieces that go with it here and learning how to own and stand on your story in order to share it. And so today I want to talk about the story that you are meant to share. And this is a question that comes up with clients or people in my DM saying, I just don't even know how to embrace vulnerability. Where do I start? What does it look like? How do I do it? And what I really, one of the first questions I say is, what is one thing that one question, one thing, one story you wish you could be more vulnerable with your audience or others about? And this usually stirs up the, oh my gosh, oh, that discomfort. I would love to, but what will they think? And all the stories and doubts creep in to your brain and stop you but it starts the ball rolling. What is the one thing you wish you could share with other people? What is the one thing you wish other people knew about you? I was actually asked this question in 2015, I believe, 2015 by Alexi Panos um, at an event. And she asked the question, what is one thing you wish you could be more vulnerable with your audience about? And for me, it was that I was so tired of everyone saying, you're so positive and you're so all these things and you're strong. And you know, at that point in time, really, if I can look back at it now, objectively, I was sharing a lot of positive quotes and things on social media. I hadn't really found my voice yet, but the reason I was doing that is because I was desperately trying to find something to hold on to, to help me shift my thinking, something positive to hold on to. And so that's where I would gravitate towards because it was helping me to lift my own spirits. And many times when it comes to sharing on social media, I literally am reflecting on what I'm going through. It's it's what I do. And I know I'm not alone in that. And so she said, well, if you're so frustrated with how everyone is acting and being around it, what, what would happen if you showed them what you're going through? And I'm like, well, I can't do that. And she goes, well, how would they know if you don't ever tell them? Like, how can that ever change? That was transformational in my life. I'm not kidding. That was an absolutely transformational question and experience It's where my ideas came from, where my book started from, like so many things changed then. And I started to find a way to share more vulnerable parts of myself. And I'm so grateful because that has literally opened up so many other doors as well as helped me to change the story and not hold on to things. So what if that is exactly where you start? What is the one thing that you wish that you could tell others about, that you could explain, that you could share. And in true fashion of this podcast, I'm going to share a story that I wish I could be more vulnerable about. So why not do it here? I I probably have so many of them, to be honest, but this is a key one. 
And I don't talk about it a lot. And I think one of the reasons that a lot of us don't necessarily lean into this space is because it feels like, but I don't want to whine. I don't want to pity party. I don't want to complain. And I don't want that energy. Now, many times when I start to share a vulnerable story in social media, I will openly say, this is not a pity party. I don't want it. I don't want that. And that allows me to see it differently, think of it differently. And really nobody gives me the pity party comments because I've been clear about what I'm, why I'm sharing in the first place. So it doesn't have to be something like that, where it opens up those thoughts and those like that, that vulnerable piece where it's like, I don't want the pity party. So my story that I want to share with you today, and maybe you will find some of yourself in that story is like, my health history is very complex. If you know me, you know that health is one of my, it's like literally my top value because I truly believe that without health, we don't have anything. It's like, it's, it's the precursor for everything. And that means that am I always practicing like good things, fitness, movement, nutrition, sleep, rest? Yeah. For the most part, I am. They are a top priority in my life. And when I sway and I'm coming away from that, that's when it's like, no, wait, I've got to get back on track with this. That's where it's out of alignment. So I will look sometimes at my values and go, okay, health is one of my top values. Am I living that way? Am I actually living in alignment with what I say is important to me? And if I'm not, then it's crystal clear. Something has to change. Something has to go. It's not as I have to add something. It's that something has to go. I have to practice saying no more often. And so when I did this, I really started to look at it and health history. So important. Like, honestly, it's also important to me, but if you don't know, one of the things that I have had multiple, multiple abdominal surgeries, I've had complications for most of my life with my menstrual cycle. I've had multiple miscarriages and I did not know, um, until I had a partial molar pregnancy in 20 no, sorry. Yes. In 2002, I had a partial molar pregnancy. And what that is, is that it starts as a fetus and it eventually something is crossed, doesn't work. Well, I don't know what you want to call it, but a molar mass took over. And so I was probably three times the size of what I should be for where I was in my pregnancy. And you know what? If I go with intuition wise, I knew something wasn't right. Something didn't feel right. And I couldn't see myself actually having the baby. I knew the due date was August 18th. I knew those things, but something felt off. I just knew right down, deep down, something felt off. And so after that, I ended up having, they, I had surgery at 20 weeks, lost the baby, went through what that looked like, was told that it was potentially cancer. That meant multiple, I had 24 months of doing blood work and follow up with the doctors every single month so that they could test where my HCG numbers were at. So that kind of started, it was a precursor for a lot of things. I believe I've always suffered from endometriosis. It was just never talked about. And it wasn't then for the next six years, I had a total of, I believe, seven, eight surgeries, ablations, all of the things. And I got to a space of, you know, just, this was my life every year I was having surgery. The pain was insane. I couldn't understand until I finally then had surgery in 2008 and I had a full hysterectomy. And post then I've had two additional surgeries that were um, a result of bleeding. And which if you've had a full hysterectomy, that makes no sense whatsoever. 
And then from there, um, ended up having my back surgery in 2020. So I've had so many health history challenges over like so many years that I could never do it all on podcast. But I never really share the struggle and the pieces of that. And I really wanted to share this with you today because the stories only ever have the meaning that we give it. And I have struggled with health challenges most of my life. My intuition has saved my life. It has helped me to really tap in and advocate for myself, even when medical doctors felt like it made no sense. In 2019, I was having some very bizarre symptoms through my toe. It just felt like it was numb and I couldn't understand it. And then I went and tried to get an x-ray. I was told I didn't need one. I'm like, something feels wrong. And they're like, no, you're, it's all good. You're getting older. I'm like, I don't think so. Something is right. I mean, I have a history as a kinesiologist, so I understand the body. It wasn't until a friend of mine who was a chiropractor said, I can get your x-ray done. If you want to do it, I think you need to do it. There's something wrong. That's when we found out that it was very serious and an urgent MRI was required, but we went into COVID and everything got delayed. During that time, I'm going to openly say I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was really angry. I was training, you know what, four or five times a week. I was doing CrossFit. I had been a runner. I, I exercise regularly, not because I ever felt I had to, but it was good for me mentally. I always know I needed it in order to help me to be my best version of myself. So as I tried to struggle through appointments and cancellations and delays, and then losing my ability to walk, there were times last year I was, I I couldn't walk my dog. I couldn't walk myself. I'd walk. And it was like, I, I have to stop. And I'm sitting there going like, I'm, I know I'm 50, but this is something is not right. And why this is, then all of a sudden you fall into, this is not fair because I've spent my whole life trying to dedicate to my health and this is what happened. But as my friend Sue says to me, like, where would I be without it? I don't know if I'd be here. I don't know. So I can be resentful, but I can also look at it differently. I spent so much time last year being frustrated and angry and living in comparison and resentment. I didn't tell a lot of people what was happening. I didn't do it in social media. I didn't tell my clients. Um, I just wasn't ready. My gut said I wasn't ready. So I was stuck in a loop of shame and anger and resentment and my own story. And I was pissed off that honestly, I felt like I've been doing so much for my health and it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. I didn't understand why. So (laughs) I had to really come through. I reached out and asked for help. My friend Sue came up and helped me. She was doing, she's a myofascial release expert. And she was helping me with the abdominal tension and everything that was happening inside of my body. And through that, it was a lot of work. And as angry and resentful as I was, I will never forget the day when she said, everybody holds a story. She had her hands in my fascia and she said it. And I was like, well, that, that sounds really cool. I think that means something. What does that mean? We both kind of looked at each other and went, I don't know, but it means something. And so then we pondered on, it became a podcast and it became our collaborative book, which is full. And it's coming out in the beginning of 22, 2022. And it's now opened up to other, other collaborative books and other books that are going to be coming through. Like I could have never, ever imagined that this was going to happen. But what if it happened exactly as it was supposed to? What if it happened exactly as it was meant to? 
What if I actually, like I had to walk that path in order to understand that it's not just about changing our stories. It's about honestly understanding that everybody does hold a story and you have to heal the body. We hold on to trauma and challenges in like over our lifetime. And you can't just affirmation your way through change. You actually have to create change at the subconscious level, which is literally what I talk about all the time. It's like learning how to create change at the body, helping it to heal. If I always say that we have to go through the story in order to be that expert to share it, that's what I was doing. That's literally what I had to do. I had to walk that path in order to be there to share it. I think of the irony of it right now when I think of it. So the story only ever has the meaning that we give it. That's it. We decide the meaning that we give it. And that also includes the energy that we give it. What if we ask different questions and look at the circumstances differently? I could never be leading co-leading another podcast and talking about bodies and stories and filling a collaborative book and working with authors. If I hadn't walked that path, I just couldn't, I could, but it's not going to be nearly as effective. So that's what has to happen. I had to go through that process to understand that, wow, we actually have to work through the trauma of it, not just talk our way through creating change. I don't know how that lands with you. But that's a big part of what I wanted to share. The other piece that I wanted to share, um, especially, and this might upset some of you, but I'm going to share it anyways, is that especially right now when we're in this space of the pandemic and the vaccine and where we are at and how divided we have become, it's really tough right now. It's really tough. We're in this space of you're right, you're wrong. And that drives me absolutely bonkers because it's just creating more and more divide. And there's so much divide division anyways. And for myself, I have gone through enormous amounts of allergies and anaphylactic allergies I've had. I've been hospitalized. I have had things that make no sense whatsoever. And in 2010, I had a pick line where a pick line goes in through your arm and then feeds into the heart. And I would go every 12 hours for almost six weeks, seven weeks to the hospital to have um, IV antibiotics put in. I was beyond sick during that time. I carried that bag. It went with me. I couldn't shower. It was, it was unreal, uh, unreal time. And one of my friends is a doctor and she's like, you know what? I wonder if that's where all of your allergies are coming from because I had this latex in my system for weeks on end, plus enormous amounts of medication. And ever since my back surgery last year, I have been developing all these new allergies that make no sense, like make no sense. They, They don't. I had an allergy to tape last year while I was in the hospital to the point that it actually burned through my skin and left scars. And then I had allergy to stitches in July of this year where they actually had to cut my lip open to remove one stitch. It just didn't make any sense. I've had so many that they just don't make sense. So I've been on another path of advocating for myself to get my allergies looked at, to get things cleared up. And yes, I want answers. I actually do want answers before I decide to introduce anything else new to my body. And that's created a lot of other challenges. And I'm not asking you to agree or disagree or whatever. I'm just sharing. This is a vulnerable story that is not easy for me to share, but I feel called to because we don't need more division. We need more, like more connection, more vulnerability, more allowing us to see that this last two years has impacted all of us in very different ways. 
And I have people that I know firsthand whose lives literally haven't changed. They've had their job. Nothing is stopped. Nothing is, you know, maybe it's affected some things for them, but not very much. Yet they're so angry about where they're at and what's happening. And it's not fair. I just choose not to stay in that space. I choose not to because it just hurts me more. And maybe I'm asking that think about a vulnerable story that is hitting home for you, or where can you practice more empathy to understand that this time has affected all of us in very different ways? Where can you practice that and shift that thinking? And how can that help? Because it will make a big difference to recognizing that this time is impacting all of us in very different ways. And I just wanted to share as I still navigate all of these pieces of allergies, things don't make sense. I went through some pretty extensive allergy testing. I will be sharing on social media soon pictures of what they did and what they taped to my back and how it looked. And I ended up with like three new pages of allergies I didn't even know I had. And there are things that are in so many other things that I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And yes, I resist it. Yes, I get frustrated. Yes, I get angry. Yes, I'm human. And it's all good. It's all good. I'll navigate it and figure it out as I go. So I just wanted to share and be vulnerable with you because maybe that will help you to give yourself permission to show up and be seen, to see your story differently, to maybe understand that your story only has the meaning that you give it. What if you decide the meaning that you give it and you give it different energy and you start to ask different questions and you recognize and see it differently. I would never have a second podcast with my friend Sue and leading an author's book called Everybody Holds a Story if I hadn't walked that path myself. There was a reason. And that's what I choose to believe in because I don't have time, space, bandwidth, or energy to be angry and resentful of the cards that I have been given. I can't remember the quote, but We don't have a right to the cards we are given. We have a right to how we choose to play them. And I choose to play my cards. I choose not to be angry at my deck, waiting for different cards to come up. I choose to play my cards. And that's what I really want you to do. I want you to be able to look at it and play the cards that you have, and then really play them as best as you can. Show up honestly within your own life. You don't have to share your story in the way that I do but please don't let it hold you back. Please don't let it stop you from living your life because that's just not serving anyone. And you're meant to do more than that. And so that's my wish for you today. I would love to know. I'm going to actually, you know, if you're in my world and I've worked with you, you know, I love to push. I do. I love to push and nudge and encourage you to show up in a more vulnerable way because the freedom that you're going to find on the other end of that Plus the confidence and courage you're going to build in your own voice is like next level. You can't read that in a book. You learn it by doing, you learn it by doing. So I would love to know, please share this episode, tag me, let me know. I'm here always, always cheering you on. Always. Honestly, I couldn't do this without you. If you want to learn more of how to do this, I invite you to join us in the Rising Leaders Collective, my membership site, because this is the stuff we talk about. Thank you so much for being here. Have an incredible, incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.